Oh my God, they did it again. We won another football game in the year of our Lord, 2022. We are going to talk about it, but it's not just me babbling. Oh no, we got Connor Muldowney joining us too. Let's have a party. Let's go. Our Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Connor, Locked on Spartans back. listeners, Locked on Spartans viewers, they, they did it. They did, We're back. They did it. We're so We're back. Back? I th- We're back. We're as, I, I feel as back as a 3-4 and four team could possibly be. Um, I'm going to try to keep the line in the cage right now. I'm, I'm not going to get ahead of my skis right now. But with that said, Connor, that, that felt good. We haven't felt that in a while. That's been a long time since we felt a little, ooh, victory. I'm, I'm drinking out of celebration tonight, not out of complete misery and sadness this these beers are hit a little different today aren't they this is nice i like this this was arguably as good of a feeling as okay i, I this this might be a little too far but it feels like we just beat michigan let's go you know what i no listen down my throat here too late this, this month-long absence of of wins has felt like years it has felt like literally years yes. So yes. getting that win, yes. just like when we when we took the lead, I was going crazy. We're, I was going. Crazy. Oh. That was our first lead since Akron. That's a long time. That's a really That's a long, long time. time. <laughs> That's a long time. Yeah, oh, I was man. I was celebrating like we just won the game, and we obviously didn't. It went to um, no. Yeah, it was it was not yeah. easy. No, and like we got so much to talk about today. We'll try to keep this to a half hour show. I think we both know that that might not happen necessarily, but like there's so much that happened because, hey, look, obviously we're going to celebrate the win, talk about all the good things, but holy smokes in Michigan State, uh, avoid losing despite putting roughly 18 bullets in their own foot throughout the game. Just insane list of just self-inflicted adversity given to them, but hey. We're here to talk about the good things. We're here to talk about the 34 to 28 double overtime win right now, Connor. And there's two of us on the show right now. And one of us was smart. One of us had faith in the team. One of us wrote on SpartanShadows.com that, yes, Michigan State is going to beat the Wisconsin Badgers. And the other one is just a, a clown, I guess, because I did not have any faith in this team. I thought they would be going out for their fifth straight loss. And that's not the case. So, Connor, let's drop the top. Let's flex a little bit. What specifically did you get correct about today's game? What did you see from Michigan State that you saw the vision of when you wrote this piece? I mean, I don't want to brag. I don't like to, no brag, brag. You know, You're supposed to brag. Like, I was Let's pretty go. much spot on, on on most of my stuff, I, but I hate Let's bragging. Go. I hate tooting my own horn. But I'll do it for right. you. Then you were wrong. Yeah. You looked like I was very wrong, and I I won. I, I was right. That's true. That's um. True. So basically, my whole premise of this is like it was kind of like a you know, we're due. We're due. I really had nothing other than like, I was like, a gut do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was a gut <laughs> feeling. It was a gut feeling. I thought Michigan State, this is the most winnable game that they've had. You know, I thought Minnesota was winnable. I was wrong. I sure. thought sure. Maryland was winnable. I was wrong. I, I thought Washington was winnable. I was wrong. Oh. And this 
I was right. I mean, one for four, not bad. I didn't think Ohio State was winnable, so I guess I was kind of right there. Um, I just thought that our defense was going to actually show up against a terrible Wisconsin offense, and they did. And they did. They made Graham Mertz look like Graham Mertz, which was fantastic. They didn't make Graham Mertz look like uh, C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. Sure. Like – I mean Tanner Morgan. I'm still. I'm. I watched the Illinois Minnesota game today, and I'm still shocked that we made him look so good. Um, I just thought our defense was gonna gonna do something. I I think I predicted like three turnovers. I think they had two, but one of them was that mm-hmm. huge fumble in overtime. Which I do. We know who caused the fumble. Who is the who is the causer of the fumble? All I know is that uh, Deshaun Mallory hopped on the fumble. That's that's all I got. I was too yeah. busy um, running around to the next room in celebration of the fumble uh, before going back to my couch and then wondering, hmm, are we going to really point the gun straight at our foot and do this again? Like, how are we going to blow it this time? But, hey, no, they they did it because the the old throw to Jaden Reed play uh, seemed to oh work this God. time around, Connor. Uh, hey, turns out. Michigan State's receivers, still really good. We'll just yeah. throw one up to Keon Coleman. We'll have even Jaden Reed throw a ball up to Keon Coleman. Let's mix it up a little bit. And then a Jaden Reed. So if you're watching on YouTube, this is the picture. You can see it maybe in four pixels on your screen. But his catch against Penn State, and it's inscribed, always open. Jaden Reed, because – and that's not like bragging. That's not being arrogant. That's just accurate. Jaden Reed is always open. This yeah. man is always open. Like this is his, what, third – decisive touchdown that he's had in the last three years. You count the Peach Bowl, you count the Penn State game, and now this one, like, maybe well, I'm missing the, one. But... Huge one against Michigan. Two of them, of actually. Of course, of course. Like, the two-point conversion. Like, yeah, man, it's been incredible to have Jaden Reed back after his, like, really wonky offseason with injuries and then that back injury that he gets tackled into a metal bench and you're starting to wonder, like, what voodoo witch did he upset in the offseason? Yeah. It's like, this is a really weird kind of uh, streak that he's on right now, but it, it's nice that they're back on the right side of history here. And I think that that's another thing you highlighted as well is just, yeah, Michigan state's got the receiver advantage. So um, is there anything else you still want to brag about with, with your prediction? Because this is the time to do it here, man. Cause you uh, highlighted a lot of good stuff that ended week. up being true. No. Yeah. I wrote, I wrote last week after the Ohio state game that Jaden Reed got Jaden Reed got his mojo back. And obviously that translated into this one. I mean, when, when he's healthy, this offense is completely different. It didn't look different like from the first through third quarters, but once they started figuring out that yeah. Wisconsin can't guard him, I mean, they were just, you know, like a five-yard slant. Like, he'll take that and turn it into a 20-yard yeah. game. Just throw Simple. the ball. Just throw right. the ball to him. He all, he's always open. And even on the play that, that was thrown up to him, I think it was in the fourth quarter, they just kind of threw it up to him, and he got a pass interference call that was probably a little bit uncatchable. But – um, just neither here nor there. That's okay. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> Hayden Thorne gets a lot of um, gets a lot of hate lately, mm-hmm. and, and deservedly so because he's looked lackluster. You know, not up to his up to his standards. Which I mean, we heard all off season how he was this new quarterback and he was going to be great. Yeah. But he looked good today. He looked really good today. He didn't make any mistakes. He didn't throw any stupid interceptions. He pretty much put the ball on the money all afternoon long and. And I think that he gets he should get a little bit of credit for for this huge win. I mean, it, it was Reed, but it was also Thorne. Mm-hmm. I I'm totally on board with you here. I think it was a tale of two halves for him as well. Like the first half, like oh, okay, great. Uh, maybe Kim 
should get a little loose right here. But yeah, like that fourth quarter, like he came to life. And especially, hey, it helps when, you know, you just throw the ball to Malik Carr and he has the, the play of the season, if not his career at Michigan State yeah. so far, which was very important in this 97-yard drive that Michigan State had. But yeah, like he he just looked like the Peyton Thorne that we all knew, you know, like mm-hmm. especially in that fourth quarter. And yes, of course, like, hey, sometimes it's just easy to say, well, screw it. Neon Keon or Jane Reed is down there somewhere. Let's just huck up a deep ball and just see what happens. But look, those were still good passes. Like they were still right there. And man, in big spots too, because I don't know, man, uh, what was it? Third and 12 in overtime or third and long. Let's just call it. Maybe it wasn't third and 12 exactly. But like, uh, look, I don't know how comfortable I am with a 49 yard field goal, especially with this field goal unit necessarily. So yeah, you kind of needed that throw and you kind of needed that catch and, you got both of it. And also, really quick, we'll wrap up the offense right here and then switch to the defense in the next segment. But I thought the pass protection was very nice. I yeah. thought it was very nice today, which uh, we've talked up and down, especially the last four weeks when this losing streak has been ugh, kind of looming over all of us, that the offensive line has kind of stunk up the joint. I thought they were I thought they were as good as they have been all season. You know, I, they kept Peyton Thorne for the most part upright. I think it was only two sacks. Uh, the box score had them for – Three pass rushes, but overall, I mean, hey, it, it looked like a pretty comfortable game out there for Peyton Thorne. So, yeah, shout-out goes to the offensive line right here. And also, I got to say, uh, Jarrett Horst with the unsportsmanlike uh, conduct flag, he's the only one that's allowed to do that. I don't like. I have no stats to back this up or anything. I haven't written anything down or done any research, but I feel like going back to last year, whenever he had an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty – he would ball out the rest of the game. He was just like the best offensive. Fl- so when I saw him get that flag in the first quarter, her first half, whenever it was, I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, we're going to get some good offensive tackle play coming up here. Like, you can have that, Jared. You're, you're allowed that. Yeah, I thought I thought the offensive line looked really I, – I mean, I have no complaints other than the run game. There's just not enough holes. And It is what it is now. It is what it is. Yeah. It is what it is. But right. I thought they kept, they kept Thorne clean. And obviously, you see what Thorne can do when he has a clean pocket and he has time to throw. He can – he can make all the throws, and and honestly, his awareness today was fantastic. And I don't know, I don't know if it was a fourth quarter. It was to lead to the the go ahead touchdown where he threw that that pass to Coleman on um, was it third and short or fourth and short or one of the two. He just threw it up to Coleman. It was like a twenty yard gain. And oh and yeah, the awareness on that whole play, knowing that he had a mismatch, and I don't know if it was an offsides too possibly, but he he had a mismatch. And he threw it up to him. I love the ballsiness of the game today. The, the whole game calling and Johnson, Jay Johnson had a few, you know, questionable decisions that, I mean, the, the early goal line play calling was horrendous, but I don't want, I don't want to make you mad because we won the game. We won the game. Oh no, no, no. we, we, oh, we're going to get to all that in the third segment. Yeah. Don't worry. Because again, Hey, this is a win, but not without, it's it's blemishes you know like mm-hmm. oh my god like there's some actual concerns that we still have with this team but uh we're gonna try to be happy for one more segment before we get to that here we'll talk the defense you know um absolutely but yeah you know just closing thought too on the offense and Peyton Thorne like uh, look if they do what they're supposed to do at the end of regulation and you kick that field goal and everything's all great we're also talking about Peyton Thorne's conversion on third and eight where he tucked it and ran like that was oh, a yeah. brilliant play as well Unfortunately, um, thanks to just great game management by the coaching staff, uh, it, it amounted to nothing in the end. But, hey, so um, nice almost kind of game-winning play on a sort of game-winning drive there, Peyton. We'll uh, give you some stars for that, that as was well. Beautiful. 
It was great. It was awesome. It was like I, you know, I most of the painting that we've known. Yeah. I didn't understand the clock management, but we'll get to that. It, it, uh, we'll my spend brain no lesson. My brain is mush thinking about it, but yes, that whole oh, so, was great. So was Mel's apparently too. Anyway, we'll get to that in a hot second, Connor. But uh, I just need to talk to people's ears off about simply safe. That's right. We're talking home security, and we're talking keeping you protected. Just like the offensive line protected Peyton Thorne for the majority of Saturday evening. The numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe Home Security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. And at Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. I know because I use Simply Safe in my own home. They protect you with cutting edge security technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. It is great. Simply Safe, they just, they just take care of you. I mean, just point blank, period, as I try to shut off a video on ESPN that's playing in my headphones. With 24 7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe's agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency. Even if you're not home and can't be reached, Simply Safe blankets your home in protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door, HD security cameras for inside and outside your home, smarter ways to detect motion that only alert you when the threat is real, and even hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Customize a perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on college. That's right, save 20% off on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash college to learn more. There is no safe like Simply Safe. And as we welcome back the wonderful Connor Muldowney of SpartanAvenue.com, SpartanShadows.com, he does it all. Hey, thank you all very much for making us your first listen every single day, especially on Victory Saturday, Sunday, Monday, whenever you're listening to this. Thanks a lot for giving us a listen. Connor, defense uh, did really good. And we're not used to talking about that, especially the last few weeks. Graham Mertz, 131 passing yards. Wisconsin's running attack, just 152 yards on 39 carries for 3.9 yards per carry. And you know what? Hey, I I got the game run. You know, I thought Wisconsin was going to win. But there was one piece of optimism that we talked about on Friday. It's that Wisconsin's running game isn't like, as electric as it usually is and as the numbers say. And, hey, you know, it really helps, too, when you have Simeon Barrow clogging up lanes. Jacob Slade back. You know, it was just nice to have these guys back. Also, obviously, Xavier Henderson as well. But what stuck out to you the most? As you were you were boots on the ground in Spartan Stadium as well, you had a first-person view of all this. What stuck out the most to you about this defensive performance today? Um. I mean, getting Xavier Henderson back is so big for this defense that I don't think it can be really I – f- I feel like it gets lost in the shuffle a little bit that he might not make every single play out there. He might mm-hmm. not be the best, you know, defender on the field. He, pro- he probably is our best defender, but he's he's probably not like, you know, the kind of guy that will change the game by himself. But, you know, his leadership back there, the co- the communication when he's back there, you know – when when someone makes a mistake or something, he holds people accountable. He's always, you know, telling them what they did wrong. He holds people accountable. He gets in their ear. He kind of, you know, nobody nobody can make a mistake and not hear about it when he's on the field, which is great. Right. That's what yeah. Need. Yeah. Because because all season Michigan State's been making mistakes defensively. And it's just like, oh, it's good. I mean, we'll go back out there and probably do the same thing next time. But like even like Amir Speed, Amir Amir Speed has a, a missed coverage and he goes over to him and says something. It's just like we need something like that because 
Amir Speed might be a, a fifth-year senior or whatever. Is he a fifth-year senior? He's a grad transfer. Fifth-year sure. senior, I think. But, I mean, he needs someone to kind of be like, hey, yeah. this is what you did. That's, you know, it was. it's great to have um, Slade back and, and Barrow. I think he was, he's was he been hurt a little bit this year. But yeah. having Henderson back there, it just changes the whole thing, like the whole game. The secondary looked completely different today. Obviously, Speed had a few – missed coverages but I, i'm not even gonna talk about the one where you know, I, i'm not gonna talk about the one where he, he had all he had to do was was guard the goal line and somehow there's a guy five yards behind him i don't even know if there was five yards to have either way it doesn't matter <laughs> it, it was the whole game looked different with henderson out there the whole defense looked different it was good to see Look, you're not going to have a perfect game from this defensive secondary unit, no doubt about it. But yeah, like it, it really did feel like, you know, the defensive secondary just got their chaperone of the field trip back. You know, like the, the, these kids are running all over the zoo. No one knows what's going on. Like everyone's just lost out there. Um, you know, Henderson's in charge of everyone's lunch money and everyone's just starving out there. And then he comes back and everything just seems so calm. You know, it, it's just better look it, it'll, it'll never be perfect it'll never be great maybe the all that we can hope for is just that hey maybe sometimes it can be good and you need number three in the fold there and my god did not look like he was going to be back in the fold as the very first play of the game oh great he's hobbling off to the sideline with an injury uh, as he also has this brace that it looks like it's the Eiffel Tower on his line. leg. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's it's ridiculous. It's like, oh, great. Awesome. More of the same from MSU. Just guys getting hurt left and right. It's looking like Normandy out there. Here we go again. But no, he actually obviously bounced back. was able to come back into the game and shook things up. So, yeah. Um, another guy we got to talk about, though, on the defense is a guy that, very luckily enough, has been healthy for all the season as far as I'm concerned. But Jacoby Winman. Stepping mm-hmm. back to the linebacker position, that's a little saucy move right there and one that was obviously necessary because uh, Winman was just a star. 11 tackles, five solo tackles, two tackle for losses. Or is it tackles for loss? Regardless, tackles. any way you sl- t- tackles for losses. Yeah, yeah ta- tackles. No, no, no. Ta- tackles for loss. T- tackles for loss, I. Lawson. Lawson. Tackles for Lawson. And also – the interception to put Michigan State on the 12-yard line to just finally get in the end zone after, well, the offense didn't necessarily do that their first time down the field. But, yeah, that was a uh, safe-to-safe momentum shifter. And, yeah, Winman just look incredible out there. And it's also looking like that MSU are running like a 4-3 sort of thing right now. I mean, okay, that's – sure, why not? Let's give it a try. <laughs> Let's go give her a try. You know, like even – the fact that he was there, I don't even care if like it didn't work out or anything. It just shows that they're changing something. <laughs> yeah, there's, just do something there. There's some <laughs> sort of adjustment. There's some, and it worked out. It was perfect. Like that's obviously like he had a great first couple games at defensive end. He that looked like his like natural position. In the yeah. first couple games, obviously, you know the the competition wasn't quite as fierce. But I mean, he looked he looked so natural at linebacker today, and I think that. I mean, if Michigan State runs a four-three, that's that's exactly where he needs to be. Like he could be a blitzing okay. linebacker. He, he found his way in the backfield multiple times and, and made tackles at, at, at the, with the um, in the run game. He he looked really good. And then that interception, it was an awful throw. It was a very Graham Mertz throw, but it was awesome. It was I loved play. it. It was a great play. Great. Yeah, I loved it too. It was an actual interception that wasn't just yeah. like. 
like CJ Stroud throwing it to Brantley, sure. like no reason right. type of yeah. it, was a, it was a legit interception. Yeah, no, it was the first interception this year by Michigan State where a player had to exert even the <laughs> slightest ounce of effort. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. no, that was, yeah, God, it was great to see Graham Mertz back though because I was very worried because last week five touchdowns, two hundred ninety nine passing yards, and that's with you know the first game where the, the rumor was that okay, the OC has full control of the offense. Paul Chris doesn't mm-hmm. have it. It's like okay, the first game under the new guy, he's putting up career numbers, right. But then he throws that very high risk, low reward pass in his own end zone. It's like, ha, ah, Graham, you're back, baby. You, you haven't changed your old wily son of a, you know what? Like, you're, <laughs> you're the same guy that we've always known. Uh, so that was that was nice to see him. That was nice. Uh, it was nice to see Graham, Graham Mertz return. You know what? A lot of great returns was... on Michigan State's defense, like, you know, Slade, <laughs> Barrow, Henderson. But it was also nice to see Graham Mertz just say, like, hey, it's me again. <laughs> it was a sight for sore eyes for Michigan State fans, oh, I think. Dude. Like, like having having witnessed, you know, six Heisman candidates pretty much come through yes, and face our defense. Like, <laughs> it was, I mean, DJ Irons of Akron even looked like a Heisman oh, candidate dude. before he got hurt. But, I mean, our, our Graham Mertz was like, it was like a gift. He just like was just oh, sent sorry. down from the heavens and just placed in our, like, I'm thankful this year yeah. for Graham Mertz. The, the last thing we got before this bye week was some Graham Mertz medicine. And oh. that's, and it that's, happened. It was great. That that it's used to be like trademarked or something. Graham Mertz <sighs> medicine. It does. I'll, you know what? We'll try to get NIL deal with him too. Um, I'm sure he'll be all in <laughs> yeah, on I'm that. Sure he'll be down for that one. I uh, just simply cannot wait for it. Um, Connor, before we wipe the smiles off our face and start to talk about maybe why this had to go to double overtime, any other like fun notes or any other good news you want to share before we uh, kind of turn into not like mopey zoo lions, but just like kind of slightly well, under the weather zoo lions in the next segment? Well, I just wanted to say that the crowd at the game, I will talk say the crowd was great. The crowd was great. Student section Dang. obviously does their thing at halftime. We lost the entire upper deck, which is, sure. you know, very normal for a straight to the Ricks type of night. But hashtag straight to Ricks. Um, yeah. Uh, so I thought that the rest of the crowd was great. Like for a two and four team, most two and four teams, if you're not in Nebraska, don't sure. put out the kind of crowd. Like they, right. they really don't. And, and the fact that everybody stayed to the end, like people were singing Sweet Caroline after the win. It was incredible. Like the fans were great all game long. And I mean, you don't, you don't see that. So I think, I think the crowd deserves plenty of props for putting up with a 14 to seven game for the better part of three quarters. And I'm not just saying that because I was part of that crowd. I'm saying it because I truly believe that this constant Michigan state crowd was the best that I've seen in a long time. No doubt. And, like, look, Ohio. the Ohio State game crowd, too, was pretty good as well. But, obviously, okay, when it's a, a scrillion to seven at halftime, like, yeah, the State fans are going to leave. But, hey, team gave the fans something to stick around for. And the fans the score at halftime? Say what? What was the score at halftime? A scrillion to seven. Uh, yeah, in the Ohio State game. I don't know if you remember or not. Um, luck- maybe you just tucked that away, luckily. But, yeah, like it was nice to see uh, just a competitive game. You know what? Like it's it's sad, it's pathetic, but like it was just nice to see a competitive game in the second half again. And then the cherry on top. Hey, we're throwing a tally in the win column. This is great. Oh man, <laughs> it was fantastic. Oh, but Connor, 
Don't do it. It almost wasn't me. like that. But hey, before we get to that, hold on, hold on. Right? We got one more piece of good news, and that is sharing the wonderful things that betonline.net is doing. That's right. We're talking betonline.net, the number one source for all your sports gambling needs, because hey, they got you taken care of from all over the map. We're talking finding all the latest player developments, finding all the team matchups, all the news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every single sport out there. We're talking MLB, MMA, boxing, golf. They got eSports as well. That's right, the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of those games, events, is at Bet Online. So what are you waiting for? Head to BetOnline.net, use your mobile device, learn more about the trends and action. That is at BetOnline.net, where the game starts. And let's get Connor Muldowney back in the fold here to talk about this great win. Look, double overtime. It was awesome. We're back in the win column. However, uh, if you want enough of a positivity, you just want to focus on the good things of the game. I'll never tell anyone to turn the podcast off, but like, we're going to have some tough conversations right now because, wow, whoa, okay, um... Where do you want to start with this one? Because it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows on the way to that win because uh, we're going to go right to the top, actually. We're not even going to beat around the bush. We're going right to the CEO on this one, Mr. Mel Tucker. And, Connor, I'm sorry if I'm going to ramble here for a little bit. I promise I'll let you talk eventually. But that end of the game sequence was unfortunately very reminiscent of the John L. Smith era. And, no, that's not hyperbole. That's not, like, me exaggerating. That quite literally did happen. Everyone – knows the clip of what I'm talking about. The rush field goal at the end of the first half, Ohio State blocks it, returns it for a touchdown. And John L. Smith said, hey, kids are playing their tail off, but the coaches are screwing it up. This was more, almost more perilous because this wasn't just the end of the first half. This was the end of the game. First of all, you run your first two plays on first down, settling seemingly for a 50-yard field goal when you don't even know if you have a kicker that can make an extra point in your room. But yeah, let's just, you know, Simmer down on the play calling. Let's not get aggressive. Let's just focus on that 50-yard field goal that we could possibly hit. Why not? And then on third down, okay, well, you're out of timeouts. If you get past the sticks and catch the ball, clock stops. You can spike it. If it's an incomplete pass, the rule book states the clock stops too. Let's just throw a pass behind the sticks, catch it, and oh my God, it is a fire drill out here. Everyone get out here. Uh, Patton, sure, yeah, line up for this kick. Fumbled snap, Bryce Berenger, who, by the way, has a cannon for an arm. I did not know this. Like He, he yeeted that ball downfield. Um, and luckily, the guy that intercepted the ball fell down immediately because as it was in the air, I'm like, pick six? Is this, is this how we lose this one? <laughs> pick six coming up? But look, I don't think I'm being over-exaggerating here, but that's inexcusable. That is coaching malpractice right there, and it's not the first time we've seen it. We saw it against the Indiana game last year where – Okay, I, again, I don't know if it was a pre-snap audible to throw the ball to the end zone when you really had the game in hand. Indiana intercepts the ball. They could have won that game, except, well, the fact they're Indiana. And then the first half against Rutgers last year, complete gong show. But you're three for three. You've won all three of these games. I'm just saying one of these times, this in-game coaching circus is going to bite you. Michigan State got lucky. That it didn't. And, of course, you know, okay, like, look, we can... Talk about the players, too. Um, 67 penalty yards in the first 25 minutes of the game. Michael Fletcher's penalty wasn't that great. Uh, they, Connor, 
they somehow dropped three game-winning interceptions in two plays. Two players dropped the same pass in one play in overtime. That nearly uh, had my head going through the drywall. And he also gave up a third and 17 conversion right at the top, second and 19 conversion at the end of the game. But look, I think the story here of bad things has to be coaching, right? Am I, am I kind of speaking for you right here, or, or does something else pop out more for you? Uh, no, you're, you're pretty much spot on. I think if State would have lost that game, that would have gone down as like one of the worst coaching endings to a game that we have seen since, like you said, John L. Smith. I, just, like, I can't even think of another well, one. Uh, like, no, the Arizona State game, Mark D'Antonio, that whole field goal thing at the end, but regardless. Like, I don't, honestly, the, 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 the mistakes that we made, like, why are we, why? Hold on. Why? <laughs> why? First of all, why? Second of all, why are we calling mm-hmm. our last timeout before we kick a field goal? Before we, we line up to kick a field goal with under a minute left? Why? Why? And in the history of coaching, in the history of coaching, how many coaches have made that mistake? Not any good ones. No, nobody good I... does that. I love Mel Tucker. I believe Mel Tucker. He he has to know that that was arguably the most John L he will hopefully ever be. Hopefully. It can't get worse, right? I, I mean, can't get worse was, than that. That was unbelievably bad. And he knows that. He has to know that. He has to know that. But, like, did he not know that we were out of time? Like, I want to know what was going on. Like, hey, we're going to complete this little tiny screen pass that loses yards and then run our field goal unit out. There's nothing wrong that could happen there. You know, our Ben Patton, proven Ben Patton is going to, is going to step up and, <laughs> and nail this 50 yep. yarder like he's at the iron ball. Like he's, what are we doing? Why, why are we in the position where he's, he's still taking his three steps back with 10 seconds left? Why is that? that why cool. is that a, why, why, why? Uh, and like the, the, the snap gets fumbled. And honestly, I'm like, of course it did. Like, I, I'm not faulting the players at all. Like this is an, what an insane scene going on in the thank, field. Like, of thank course, God it was go just fumbled. Thank, thank right. God it wasn't like right. snapped 10 feet over his head in the other direction. Yeah. Right. Or just like guy coming right through for a clean block, scoop right. and score like that. It could oh have been God. disastrous because we've literally seen it happen like that many years ago from yeah. a disgraced head coach leading his team. It's like, it, it was crazy, but you know what? Here is the thing. I'm, I'm not done either. Hold on. I got some little things that I also want to gripe about too. Uh, third to last drive of the game. Pretty important. I think the game was tied if I'm not mistaken. And let's just start this drive off with two handoffs to our third running back in Jarek Broussard. The guy who has not done Look, this is incredibly mean for me to say. Hasn't done anything in East Lansing. Let's just give him two carries right off the bat in a very important drive right here. And, Connor, you'll be shocked to remember that those two carries went for a combined one yard. So, thank you. That's how we're going to kick off our drive right here. Not not Jalen Berger, who's, you know, okay, he had a fine game, you know, had some good moments. Or Eli Collins, the guy who I think is the proven first running back in the room. No, let's give it to the guy. Who like just can't really even stand on his own feet when he gets the ball, to put it bluntly. Um, so you had that as well, and uh, oh my god, just no. Well, yeah, I am nitpicking here, but you know what? Tis the season for it. Them lining up to go for it on fourth and two, like at midfield in the first half. Um, thank God there was a false start because uh, that that could have been a disastrous play. Your defense is playing good. Your offense is not. Why are we? Why are we going for on fourth down right here around midfield? But 
I digress. It, it didn't happen. There was a false start that prevented him from even running the play. But, oh, man, it's just like there, 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 there were some decisions made that I did not agree with, Connor. I, I mean, you and me both. I, I, I pretty much fired out a, a spicy tweet right after the, the goal line, uh, the goal line three run, the, the same three run plays I, I think we ran in a row. And I think we netted minus one yard after we got to the one yard line. And I fired off a spicy tweet that was fired Jay Johnson on the spot. And I stand by wow. that, even wow. though obviously, <laughs> obviously I'll walk it back a little bit, but just <laughs> firmly put me in my place. Yeah. I, that whole sequence, it was like, here we go again. We're just going to, this is going to be, yep. you know, same play calling. Like I get running you're at the goal line. You have to run to get a yard. Like you're going to get a yard. If you run eventually, maybe possibly if you're not Michigan state run up the middle, run up the middle, run up the middle, zero yards, fourth down and goal. What do you do? Run up the middle. Guess what happens? Minus one yard. So I guess it wasn't <laughs> all the same, but like what happened to play actions? Do play actions at the goal line? Those work for every team in America. Every team do one of them. Do one. You have four chances. Do do it once. If it doesn't work, you can run again. I don't care. Do whatever you want. It, but running four times at the goal line. No, and it's really not good too because look, a lot of people know this by now. I'm not a smart person at all. I knew exactly what was going to happen all four of those plays though. If I can, if I'm telling you what's going to happen all four plays in order, what what's the defense and professional coaches going to do? Like they're they're going to yeah. So I think you're smart by the way. If, if I don't want to get off track here. Thanks. That doesn't say much because I'm a stupid shardy. So, mm, yeah, that's a good point. So, hey, 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 34-28. You know what this felt like? Let's flash it back a second. You want to flash it back for a second? Bring me this full circle. Felt like 2012, Andrew Maxwell throwing that game winning touchdown to Benny Fowler to beat Wisconsin in overtime. Yep. To propel Michigan State to a bowl game. What happens next year? Rose Bowl. We're going to the Rose Bowl. We're winning it all next year. Heard it here first. I like how can you even you know respond you to that? How can you argue? Like, wait, that's just logic. Like that is proven logic. This is great. Yes. Oh man. So also in our bowl game coming up too, just like 2012, our running back will be our leading passer going into the fourth quarter. And then the backup, Kate Hauser. Is going to take the throne and then Luke Smale, all time leading passer and winning as quarterback. Oh my God. It's, it's happening before our eyes. And we said this segment would be a, a sad segment. This, this is the happiest segment of the year. This is for the true ones that stick around to the very end. That's right. If you got through all the slop of the first 33, how about that for some enlightenment to get you out the door into the rest of your week and into your week? Uh, Connor, this, this this was a great time. I gotta say, I again, I didn't think we'd be doing a victory show today. This is great. You did. You you had the script written in front of you before the game even kicked off. Game? What did I tell you before the game? You said that they're gonna win, Connor, and I said, "What did I say?" I said, "Like stop," or I said, <laughs> you, <laughs> I saw... "You were trying to be negative today before the game." Mm-hmm. You said something about Scotty Hazelton, something, something, and I said, mm-hmm. "What did we talk about?" And you said, "Stop it." Yeah, that sounds accurate. Yep. Shoot. Well, I got God again. Well, you, you know what? Here's this for a prediction. We're not going to lose this Saturday. But um, how you like that? Because we're 
squarely in the bye week, Connor. That's like right. That. That's a... When was the last time we haven't? Okay, never mind. That's a stupid. Never nope. mind. Nope. Go on. Nope. Go on. No, no, no. Go on. I don't forget everything. I I've had a couple too many twisted teas today. How are they, by the way? They, they they taste different in East Lansing soil, don't they? Oh, they taste different after a win. Amen. Because yes. uh, Ryan Herrings, he does locked on Badgers. You know, very nice guy. He texts me after the game like, "Hey, congrats on the win." And I'm like, it. If it it, it, t- it feels very odd tonight to have like a, a beer that tastes like happy, you know, like not, not like a sad one. It's very yeah. nice to be on this side, and we get to sit on this over the bye week too. It, it's pretty nice. Um, hey, look what happens in two Saturdays. Either here nor there, we're gonna enjoy this one just for a little bit because uh, it's been a while, Connor. It, it's been a hot second, yes. a hot minute, a hot four weeks. But uh, Spartans are back. Neon Keon is him. Him. Jaden Reed is him. Uh, Jacoby Winman's him. Um, who, who who else who else gets him of the day award? Sorry, I'm prolonging this. I, I should Fien let you. Thorn is him today. Yeah, Fien Thorn him. Uh, Eli Collins looks like him. Oh, Jaden. Jalen Berger showed signs of him on that touchdown run. I, I like that Eli a lot. Collins that, is always him, but I don't think he gets enough credit for being him. That's true. That's true. Um, Jacoby Women, I'm fine to upgrade Jacoby Women to just himothy. You know, he was everything you could have asked for on defense today. He was great. Simeon Barrow. I love Simeon Barrow. God, the, the defensive line is so good today. The, the whole defensive line is just a, a group of hymns. You know, it, it's like we're at church. You know, just, just a bunch Bryce of Bryce Berenger, him. Oh God! Of course, yeah. Well, and he's got a cannon for an arm. Like he, he yes. could be like a a multi-position player in the well, NFL. Well, should I stop drinking? Is it was that my sign right there? It's a little too far, but I mean, I, I'll let it happen. But but, Jaden Reed punt returning him. Is there is there a better punt returner in the country when he gets like five yards? No shot. No, no shot. No shot. The, the one that he returned, I loved it because he caught the ball and he stood there for roughly 12 minutes just uh, dissecting what he was going to do that play. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know if they showed the replay or I don't know if you saw the replay in the stadium or not uh, of the flag, but like, God, man, was that 50-50. Like, I, that very I well could have been no flag, but like at the same time, it's like, oh, man. So I didn't hate that call. But I hated it just because I didn't see it. Now, look, if we're talking about a 34 to 28 loss, yeah, I absolutely despise it. But, like, since it was, you know, no skin off our backs, luckily, um, it was kind of such a 50-50 call. But also, at the end of the day, a moot point. And you know what is isn't a moot point, Connor? How great of a person you are, how great of work you do for Spartan Avenue, for SpartanShadows.com. Any uh, final words before we get out here? I don't know. Like, you already said we're in the Rose Bowl next year. That's going to be tough to beat, but – I just want to say I enjoy every time you have me on here, even though I'm not Mel Tucker, and I, it's it's disappointing for your listeners. It's disappointing for you. I mean, you you shot your no, shot with not entirely. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe after today, you're kind of you're kind of mad at Mel today, but he got you a win. That don't argue it. We we you you've you've gone in on Mel. I'm just worried. I'm worried. I'm worried. I I don't want I don't want a complete three ring circus to happen like what happened today and then it lead to a loss because that's not going to do anyone good you know i'm just worried about mel that's how i'm going to phrase it am i mad like yeah i i I am a little bit but i want to put on this masquerade that no i'm just worried i just care about him and don't worry really yeah don't worry it'll be all right everything's gonna be okay everything will be all right everything was okay today and you you said it was and it came true so there you go yeah i'm right every now and then 
it sounds like you're right every time. I don't know. The track record speaks for itself, but uh, well, there we go, Connor. Uh, well, hey, until next time, uh, gang, we will be back Monday. Talk with Stephen Brooks, 24-7 Sports. I know that I said we're going to be talking with John Garcia on Monday. Uh, if anyone even paid attention to that on Friday's show, I got the dates mixed up. I'm very sorry. We'll be talking with John Garcia later in the week, though. He's a recruiting director of Sports Illustrated. A lot of good uh, chat coming up there when that does happen. So sorry if I tease that. You got excited. You just got to wait another day or two. But until then, hey, love you all. You guys are all the best. Go green. Go white.